Right, yeah, I think we're all up and running. Have you been up to anything this week? <sighs> Apart from being really hot. Oh, I know, it's lovely. We it's lovely in... and it's not. It... it was a nice, to be honest, it was a nice little walk here, but it is really warm. Um, this week, I've watched a couple of things. I watched Colin from Accounts. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Australian comedy, really good. I watched They Clone Tyrone with John Boyega on Netflix. That was worth a watch. Very black, black mirror-ish. Uh, what Barbie, which you've seen last week? Yeah, loved it. Yeah. Loved it. I really loved it as well. You were saying um, about the competition between the two. Yeah. Why, why, I don't... I now, don't like, it. it's almost like you, you, you've got to choose which one you like. And I'm like, appreciate we have two amazing films for completely different reasons out in the cinema and just embrace it. Well, it's like Star Wars and Star Trek, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like some people don't think you can like both. No. <laughs> it makes no difference. If you like both, you like both. The other thing I've been doing, though, flat pack furniture. Ooh. Oh! I've, mind you, I know everyone goes, ooh, flat pack. I quite enjoy putting it together. So, I did till this week. Oh. I enjoyed putting flat pack together, but we got a sideboard, and it's the worst thing really? I've ever put together in my life. It was just... So awkward. I must have undone it about three times. Oh, as well. Yeah, once. Well, just to give you an example of how bad it was, I thought it's I thought it's just me. Um, why am I struggling with this? Am I just tired and being stupid? Donna went on to Argos, which is where we got it from, to look at the comments. And people went, it's great, apart from the instructions are like the Krypton Factor. <laughs> and someone generally commented, buy this, but only if you're in a strong relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, we generally get stuff in IKEA, and I love building IKEA stuff because they're like big jigsaws mm. to me. But I've got to say about the strong relationship, the last thing we bought was a what's it called? I think it's called a day bed in the spare room, yeah. and it's meant to be a sofa with a mattress, and you pull the bottom bit out, and it turns into a double bed. Which I said, Jack, it's like just get either a good sofa. A good single bed or a good bed. I don't don't try and it to be all free. And it was the most complicated, annoying build <laughs> to the point where um I used to get someone round to give us a bit of help because we had to shear one of the nuts off because it just wouldn't go in and then it, it messed oh. up and it was like so um I managed to get away with it, but oh god, yeah. Yeah. Good strong relationship is vile. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Liam. My name is Dave. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you haven't, and others you may never want to watch. However, we can say, if you've never seen Knives Out, eat shit. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows we love so dearly, and maybe, just maybe, watch it if you can. Liam, how are you? I'm all right. Just really warm. Yeah, it is warm. So this box set, we've done things a little bit differently. We picked five themes 
of the films in the main day both bring one last week i brought my mini series which was our friends in the north this week dave has picked the film that i have yet to seen well until the other night so dave what was your choice so i picked for you super bob yay so when did you watch it uh, monday night okay so it's fresh yeah yeah first time yeah so that was literally the first time i've ever seen it all right um, I'll tell you a little bit about it then, listener. Super Bob is a 2015 British comedy. It's directed by John Drever. It's about Robert Kenner, who is our Bob of uh, our Super Bob. And he's a postman in Peckham who develops superpowers after being hit by a meteorite. The whole film was shot in just 19 days. After an incident where Bob crashes into the shard, he's then recruited and trained by the Ministry of Defence and he becomes the world's first official superhero and civil servant. Uh, the film, it's a mockumentary, it's all filmed on Bob's day off and it's all to show the public that Bob is basically just a normal guy. And the film focuses on his home life, it features his cleaner and also his security guard, considering he's a superhero, but it's a union thing. It is, it's a... I really enjoyed it. What is it? Why did you choose Super Bob as the film that I've I've not seen until Monday? I know you've been watching a few of the Beck Goldstein things, which yeah. we're going which we're going to yeah. get into. So it was partly because he's in it, and I know obviously you must you must like him. Yeah, okay. God, yeah. <laughs> I think at the moment he doesn't. But first of all, I think we both like superhero movies. Yeah, we both like British comedies. Yeah, we both like mockumentaries. Yeah. And it's only 85 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I like, thought... It's like tick, 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 Yeah, tick. I thought, I'm going to pick something you haven't seen. I, wouldn't gonna, I wasn't going to give you, like, JFK, which is, like, three hours long, I thought. Oh, I've seen it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you've seen it, which would have been the same. But I thought I'll give you something that... Similar themes, because we've watched all the Marvel films together, yeah. and this was a superhero film that I've seen and you haven't seen, which is rare in itself. And you just don't get films that are 85 minutes long. I've got no more, no problem with, like, Oppenheimer's three hours, and mm. three hours flies over. But some of the Marvel films have been, like, two hours yeah, 40. Yeah, a little bit bloated. Touching yeah. three hours, and this is, like, this is perfect. For me, personally, it just went a little bit under the radar, because it got a four-star review in Empire, which I do read, and I don't think it played long enough in the cinemas for me to probably catch it at the time. And its main star, obviously, Brett Gunstein, who we're going to talk about. He wasn't a household name no. at the time. So there probably wasn't a lot of incentive to maybe go see it at the time because it probably wasn't even on. The, the cinema that we go when we go to Fact, they only got two screens and it probably wasn't even on then. But I love the character. He's clearly in the beginning anyway. He's just the worst person you'd want to give superpowers to. <laughs> You know, it was one of the interviews that the, the documentary say he's a dull art. That's what you can which is harsh. And he's just clearly not equipped to be a superhero by kind of those normal standards. But like Clark Kent, he is generally a good person. Yeah. I love about it just some of the normal moments. Seeing some superpowers talking about his household bills. Yes. Like who, they, who he should get his electric from. Yeah. You know, just having the cleaner just being awkward around women and doing his little craft projects and shopping for shirts for his date. So it's a superhero movie, but it's it's not, is it? No, not at all. Had you seen this before Ted Lasso or is it since Ted Lasso came out that you watched it? I, I think I've seen it after season one. Okay. Ted Lasso, yeah. I, I can't remember I, I can't remember how it popped up. I'd probably just Google and who the yeah. hell, who's, who's this Brett Goldstein, which... 
I, I realise now what Bobby had I had already seen him before, but he just wasn't in that. Yeah. Well, what I enjoyed watching it for one of the different reasons is when I lived in London, I lived in Newcastle Gate, which is literally just down the road from Peckham. If you're on the bus coming down from London, it's literally a few stops before. So a few scenes where he's out and about in the street, I do oh, recognise really? it quite quite clearly because Pe- Peckham, you always think, I think we mentioned it the other week about Onlyfields and Horses, but actually it's a completely different vibe. Peckham, it's an amazing place. I live down the road, Newcross Gates, which is very similar. Yeah. Lovely place, lovely part of the world. People people have a bit of a um, negative on South East London, but I loved living down there. Great place to live. So I posted some of the pictures, the movie recreation ones. We might have to go to Peckham and do yes. some super pop ones. The bit where he's outside the library and stuff, I recognise a couple of the shop where the shops are, you'll recognise. We could find the church as well. Yeah, I think, definitely. yeah definitely. Yeah. All right then, so... Who is in Super Bob? Okay, so we've already mentioned Brett Goldstein. So I had I had seen Brett Goldstein because he was in Doctor Who, and he played Tom in Derek with Ricky Gervais as well. And I'd already caught a couple of episodes of Hoff the Record. This is another mockumentary, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, with David Hasselhoff. I haven't seen the whole thing. I'll be totally honest, but I have seen a couple of episodes. But it was his podcast, Films to Be Buried with. And I'd, you know, I'd, I'd suggest Get listen to it. guests on it, doesn't Well, he? he was interviewing Kevin Smith, and I love Kevin Smith, so I listened to all of Kevin Smith's stuff, and he was on in December 19. So I would have, I listened to that episode, but obviously didn't know who Brett Goldstein was. Yeah. I just listened to it because Kevin Smith was on, to be honest. But it did then get me into his podcast, and I've, I still listen to it now. Obviously then, he popped up, you know, in 2020, Roy Kent in Ted Lasso. He's won back-to-back Emmys. That's the role, really, that's made him yeah. famous. Roy isn't it? Kent gonna... is just an iconic TV character. <laughs> we know, obviously, it's, um, I'm going to say loosely based on Roy Keane, but probably not loosely at all, is it? Roy Keane's probably funnier. <laughs> <laughs> but Roy Kent, I just, I don't, oi, whistle! Just, it makes me laugh every time. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about his writing. Yeah. Um, he is a writer on Shrinking with Harrison Ford, but he is soon to be coming back to superhero movies in the MCU as the son of Zeus, Hercules. Yeah. Because we've seen him at the, the very end of the last Thor movie. A show I'm going to recommend without even seeing it, though, is Soulmates, which came out in 2020. I haven't seen it, but... No, it passed me by this one yeah, as well. Yeah, Snook from yeah. Successions in it. Um, so I can't believe I missed it. So I'm definitely going to be revisiting that. But have you got any recommendations for Brett? No usual stuff. I've only got something to dig out is um, Drifters. So it's an E4 series. And I sort of stumbled upon it as I was doing a bit of research. He came in, A, he's actually, he acts in it. But he was brought in and by looking at his his history, I think he, before Ted Lasso really took off, he seemed to be a person to go to, 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 He's down as additional material for a lot of credits, writing credits. So this, he obviously he was down as additional writing, but he was actually in Drifters. There's about three, four series in E4. It's the three girls that are from the Inbetweeners movie. I think it's the first one where they go to, is it Iron Apple or somewhere like that? Yeah. Not the Australia. And originally, because it's by the same producers of um, the Inbetweeners, the idea was it was the three girls then come back and it's there. But it didn't quite... Materialized, but right. it is the same three girls who's in the Inbetweeners movie, and it's basically life. They get a house shared together because they're in university in Leeds. Um, 
But interestingly, there's a few good writers on it. Phoebe Wallace. Well, the pictures. Well, is one of the, she wrote an episode as well back about 2014. Oh, right. So I'm really, I was like, oh, I need to go and go back and have a look. So that's the one I picked out to have go and have a look. Drifters on E4. And I love the in-betweeners anyway. <laughs> so just an excuse to watch the in-betweeners yeah. again. Uh, Natalie Tenner is um, Doris, who's mainly known for her role in Harry Potter. I'm going to get her name wrong here. But it's Nymphadora Tonks. That's right, yeah. I think it's pronounced that. And in Game of Thrones as Osher. And she also appeared recently in The Mandalorian and she's in John Wick 4. She is. I didn't realise, but she's in About the Boy. Yes. She's got, so I think she must have been quite young in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's also, when she was quite younger, in Shameless, which I think is a show that doesn't get the credit it deserves. I've never watched it, you know. Oh, I've really... never watched the UK or the, the, the American U- version. I haven't watched the American one. People highly, it's highly thought of, but the British one is, mm. is really, there was a couple of series where it was just top notch. It was it was really good. Um, well, she also plays Rebecca Vardy in the Vardy v. Rooney. She does, yeah. I haven't watched that, but I'm, watched I'm that guessing yet. it's going to be a little bit OTT, but I might I might check that out at some point. Next up is Captain Tate. She plays Teresa, who is Bob's boss at the MOD. Obviously famous for the Captain Tate show. Was you a big fan of that? Yes. Uh, with Nan. I wasn't sure if that would be your type of comedy, to be honest. I remember his show. I didn't mind the show. She had a couple of decent characters. I didn't like Nan the movie, which incidentally, Brett Goldstein is one of the uh, writers yeah. on. But I did like the character Nan. Yeah, I, I like the show. She's back this year in Doctor Who with David Tennant after being in it previously for 19 episodes. So really looking forward to that. She did appear in another mockumentary because she's in the US version of The Office, isn't big she? Big fan, big and fan. And she was recently drunk and hilarious here in Liverpool at Eurovision, which if you haven't seen that clip, no. watch it on YouTube. Oh, I need to watch that now. <laughs> you got any recommendations for um, Catherine? Ed, the Office for me is, uh, you know I'm a big fan. I think the US Office just totally blows the UK office because it takes it takes the premise and then it just goes like there's like 12 series so it obviously goes further but I just think they add just something a lot more to it and she's she's she comes late into it um after Steve Carell has left really I think she I think there might be a little bit of an overlap I think because they had some rear care and some big people come in to to replace Steve Carell uh, Will Ferrell, Elba, yeah, 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 and she was that. one of them. But she's actually really good. She, she doesn't play. She plays a similar character to what she's in Super Bob of a Monast as well. Oh right, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's not a million miles, but which is not a you know. I I like Catherine Tate. I think she's she's quite good. She's really funny. Yeah, Laura Haddock is in it as well. She plays June. Uh, she was in as we were talking before. She was in the In Betweeners movie with, yeah. uh, from twenty eleven. She had a very, very small cameo role in Captain America. She did, I've got that. Uh, she was also in Luther with Argus Elba, who we've, yeah. we've just mentioned. And she's in a couple of Netflix series, which I do need to check out. One called White Lines, and the other one's called The Recruit, and they look really good, actually. Mm. I got it down as, and passed me by, she, she was in it, Ripper Street. I've seen Ripper Street. It's what's-his-name? Is it Matthew McFadden from yeah, Succession yeah. and... Jerome Flynn, who went on to do Game of Thrones afterwards, didn't he? I'm sure it's yeah, it is. Yeah, but I can't think who she is. No, I can't remember. I I just, I just remember seeing her. Yeah, but she's, she's. You mentioned she was in Guardians of the Galaxy as well, didn't you? I didn't know. Was this in the last one? No, she's in all three. She's Peter's mum. 
Oh, she is Peter's mum, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. yeah. So she's actually oh, one of them yeah. few actors that's, that's been in two different characters in, in an MCU film. Mm. Not that it, not that the autograph hunter in Captain America was much of a role. Because <laughs> wasn't that all the rumours? That's that you've said that. Because wasn't all the rumours that might have been his nan and stuff like that? Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, yeah. Her, her related. Yeah. His mum might have been related to that that character. I totally forgot all about that. Yeah. The only other one I don't know because I think you, these are the only actors you've got is the actress who played Pat, his mum, Ruth Sheen. Was do you, and I know you may have spoken about this. Remember BBC's Ghost Watch, the one with Mike Smith, the fake. Yeah, she was fake in mockumentary. That. Yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. And I, I still that still gives me shivers <laughs> when I think about that. I think that's probably the reason I don't watch horror films. You gonna have to tell listeners what this is because if they if they're not our age, so, they've never heard of this. God, it must have been eighties. Mid, was it? no, I think it was early nineties. Sarah Green and Mike Smith were famous for Saturday morning TV. Basically, did a show called Ghost Watch, and it was a like a live. A pretend live show because Michael Parkinson was the, was the yeah. studio host, and they they cut back to this apparently most haunted house in England, and it just goes terrifyingly wrong, and it's unbelievable, real to the point where I think it's still a moment where the BBC had the most complaints ever. People lost their shit over it, like <laughs> seriously. Didn't they get Orson Welles to do War of the Worlds? Yeah. And people thought it, thought was, it was real. real. Yeah. But this was, this was advertised as a yeah. It, a well, this is what, BBC it, show. And it was really it? before you knew the power <laughs> of, the, it was pre the genre of mockumentary almost, mm. which I'm, I think we'll go into a bit later, but it was, oh, it still terrifies me when I think about it, because it wasn't that old <laughs> when I watched it. Like so, And it, I think it is one of the reasons they don't do horror films, because I don't know what <laughs> All right, then. So there, who's in? It's not a big cast because it's it's quite a low budget movie, isn't it? Like I say, shot in nineteen days, probably yeah. with not a lot of money. You can't no. have too many people, can you? No, and you can tell by the budget as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The special effects are so minimal, which which makes it that's part of the charm. Right. Okay. So it's not a big cast. So out of the small pool of characters, Dave, who's your favourite? It's got to be Bob. And um, yeah, it's just. There's not much to choose from, but yeah. Yeah, he's the title character, and it's the whole Snyderverse argument over what they did with Henry Cavill, and he wasn't hopeful enough. Yeah. And I think Bob, he's just this generally awkward person, but he does want to be a good person, and he wants to have a nice life. He wants to do good. You know as well, like, this is obviously the the, the first movie, and it's, like, very short movie. You know he's going to grow into the role if they'd have done... Mm. you know sequels and it was going to be a big franchise um we never really seen any of what we see with bob in the last few supermans that little bit of genuine like a nice guy with with hope so i just think it's got it's got to be bob for me yeah it it's just a normality of you love that contradiction between the superhero and the norm like like the paperwork <laughs> he always got them to sign a disclaimer when he saves someone. That's because in reality, if we did have a superhero and he came to save you, he would be bound by health and safety registration. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you injured like, someone rescuing yeah. them, you'd get sued. Whose so, fault is it? You know, they would. They, you know, this, this is the whole civil war argument, isn't it? It's Gascovia Accord. Yeah, and... you're right. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point, but I just think as a whole, Beth Goldstein's performance. Yeah, I think is brilliant. He makes a, a, a character who. Could be really dull, quite interesting, and then you know, lovable by the end. I think as well. Definitely, I I knew you were going to go for Bob because I would have gone for Bob as well. But I think an honourable mention for Doris. I think she she does yeah. give that little bit of 
deadpan comedy to to his character as well yeah. and um, she plays off him so well yeah doesn't she? yeah yeah and you know loud and crazy women that's right up my street <laughs> 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 so that was the last episode for me <laughs> no, <yeah>. divorced <laughs> next week it'll be just me on my own <laughs> so what about favorite scene then so the, the, quickly the, moving on. <laughs> cuts, cuts. Um, for such a short movie, there's loads. I like when he's singing in the church. Oh yeah, and they're all you know. He's so happy about it, isn't he? And then it's make, the, the bit at the end. He goes, "Oh, it's so nice to let me go yeah. early," and then carry on singing in the background. Oh, it's so like, oh, it's just it's, it's just crazy. Sheer enjoyment of singing that was joyous. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like. I'm trying to think of a character that's very sort of same, like a Ned Flanders almost, yeah. like not not kind of bugs him. I like when he's walking down the road and a little old lady just calls him a lazy shit because <laughs> <laughs> it's his day off. The whole that, so the whole idea that the, the mockumentary is it's, it's Bob's day off. He has a Tuesday off. It's part of his civil service contract. Um, and yeah, he gets called a lazy shit because he's walking yeah. down the road. It's just all those scenes of him doing normal things I think is what you never ever see yeah. in a Marvel or a DC type thing but my favourite scene overall and um, we're going to talk about the, the writing a little bit later on but I think when Doris and Bob are shopping and the MOD rings and he, he Doris is saying to him just tell them just tell them no and he makes a comment about how she can't say no to men yeah and it's so awkward and it just shows again how awkward he is around women and she makes him sign like the the psychic paper, which is a yeah. doctor, which is a Doctor Who reference, um, to say basically. Go. Oh, I didn't get onto that. Yeah, <laughs> but she says sign the thing, which the paper says like go fuck yourself, basically. But I think that scene is just an insight of what Brett Goldstein will go on to do with Ted Lasso. I love that that scene. It's just it's make that mix of like drama, comedy, and heartbreak, and definitely it was, it's like a what thirty second scene, but it's it's. So awkward and oh, I loved it. Similar, my favourite scene is the awkward goodbye kiss at the end where he comes to say goodbye. Yes. And yeah. is, is it Xavier ever just done? He goes, okay, that's enough saying goodbye now <laughs> because he just gets caught him. It's just... But it's so awkward because I love the bit... He was stuck at his arm around him, wasn't he? I love the bit. He's trying to say, oh, you've got a lovely face. He's now don't talk rubbish. And then that's, that's how he gets Doris and the end the other guy. You know, by telling he's got a lovely face, he's like, oh, that was my line. And But that awkward kiss at the end is just so awkward and it's like oh that's definitely my memorable moments in it no it's great all right then what about music there's only really one main song throughout the the, the which film. is in that scene i've just mentioned the kiss wasn't it it's at yeah. the kiss it, 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 there's like an earlier dance scene it's by a guy called matthew p and the song is called end of the world and that's the it's the main yeah song for the whole film really okay what would you change about Super Bob? So I think they missed a chance because one of the best scenes in Iron Man and probably all of the MCU is when Tony's learning to use the suit. Yeah. And I'd have liked to have seen a little bit more of Bob learning the powers because we see a little bit of a flash of learning use his powers. We see him trying to fly. He uses lasers from his eyes and he accidentally shoots someone off camera, which is funny. Yeah. And I'd love to have seen a little bit more of that, a bit more of him getting to use the powers because I think with Bob as well, they, that could have been something that was as good as that Iron Man scene. Definitely. I, I think 
watching it. I mean, that's purely budget constraints. Oh, definitely, the, yeah. Without doubt. Um, no, I agree. And, and sort of weirdly, my the bit I always think was a little bit undeveloped was, and it sort of links in what you just said, the relationship between Teresa and Bob. I felt like there was a there was more to explore between them two. Do you know what I mean? Not, I don't mean yeah. even romantic. I just feel like there was there was more there. And that how would they put together? Yeah, basically. How and they, that, how, maybe that could have come out in that training yeah, scene with her there yeah. saying, "Do this, do that." Because I love the bit at the post credit scene. She ends up in Afghanistan. She's like, "That's <laughs> not too bad." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like there was a little bit more they could have done with that one. But again, I think you know it's a short movie. I, I, I think it's as good as you're going to get in, in, in 80-odd minutes. Yeah, because I think we're praising it for being under 90 minutes, so it's harsh to then to Definitely. go, well, you should have added more. But I just think that Tony Stark scene is so good Yeah, that I'd love to have seen Bob do something similar. Because even just a little flash that we get you know, of him trying to fly and, and the ladies think, I think that's funny. I just, I'd just like to have seen a little bit, a little bit more of that. Definitely. All right, then. So the next question we move on to is what about the impact and impression that Super Bob has made? So commercially, eek. yeah. So to see, it made very little. I mean, the figure I see him was like £2,000. Really? Yeah, I think it was like $3,000 overall. In box office? In box office, yeah. That's literally just his family going to see it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, I looked, though... It's got a case for arguing that what came out around that time, I had a little look and like January 2015, you had sort of Taken Free, you had Paddington, American Sniper was top of the charts with like 300 million, the the Hobbit trilogy was still yeah. playing cinemas. I think I've got my dates right, I'm just going to, um, because it did come out, in that de- yeah, come out in the December as well. It the, the figures a little bit differently, but like, Johnny Depp's film, More to the Seer, that came out that month and it only made $45 million from a $60 million budget, but I think that just had bad reviews. Yeah. So there's a mix, I think. You can put it down to timing because there was a lot of things on the cinema at the time. It could have been just simply Brett Goldstein just wasn't famous enough to, well, to draw people in. Out, yeah. And maybe releasing it now at a different time, you know, it, it, I'm sure it would have come out. So I think the box office obviously didn't make a big impression. It's more to do probably where Brett Goldstein went next because he wrote this with William Bridges. William Bridges worked on Black Mirror and working on yeah. Stranger Things. But Brett Goldstein did Ted Lasso and Shrinking and they are two of the best TV shows of, of, of the last few years. I, I, I think we had this conversation before is for me, the impact in this is seeing Brett Goldstein as a writer get them foundations for his building blocks for his writing you can see and just by watching I don't know what your take on this but what do you think makes a Brett Goldstein project well if you watch Ted it's it's heavily influenced by Cheers and I have been re-watching them recently I know yeah. you re-watched them I'd forgotten how good Cheers was yeah. I'll be honest because I, I haven't seen them for a long time you invested in all the characters and Super Bob, obviously being less than 90 minutes, you haven't got a lot of time to try and care about these characters. And I mm. think you do care about Bob and Doris by the end. And obviously that really awkward scene that you get. But I think for Brett Goldstein, it's that he captures the comedy and the sadness. And I don't know how you manage to do that all in one go. I don't know, you can have laugh out loud moments. Yeah. And then really heartbreaking moments and, and shrinking is just the same. I'm, I'm sure loads of people 
I've seen Ted Lasso. I don't know if as many people have watched Shrinking as watched Shrinking as much, but Shrinking's generally got some lovely moments. Yeah, I I think. And if you remember right back when I did the community podcast, you you the question was what is it I love about community, and I said it's that thing that American sitcoms can do, that mix of comedy and sentimentality, which we seem to not be able to do as well in this country. I think Brett Goldstein can do that. Mm. I think he's one of the few English writers who, and, and I think just more as well, because he does work with other writers and that, that's a very American thing. I think it's not, it's something we, there has been flashes of it. I always think back to Only Feels Norses, that episode after Rodney gets married and there's that scene with Del Boys in the reception afterwards and, and the Simply Red song comes on and Rodney's just gone and he knows he's, he's gone. And it's that lovely Keep Holding Back the Years song. Yes. And it's so beautifully done. Del Boys just left in the, the room on his own with the music on and it's just like... But it's few and far between in British sitcom. That that lovely heartfelt... So I thought you were going to say the scene because you're right. I think when it comes to British comedies, I think we have... Moments within a series, yeah. But Shrinking and Ted Lasso have moments within every yes. episode. What I thought you were going to say with Only Fools and Horses was when, after um, Rodney and Cassandra lose the baby, yes, and Del purposely turns the lift off and they have that conversation. That's prime, yeah. What you see from sort of Brett Goldstein, that yeah. scene just like it's almost jarring, isn't it? It's like yeah. in the middle of a... Because a, a, you sit down to watch Only Fools and Horses and you sit down to watch these shows to have a, a good time and laugh and yeah. suddenly you're like, why am I, why am I crying? <laughs> how, yeah, did, no. how did this happen? The, the beautiful moments, <laughs> and I've said all along, I think that's why I'm always a big advocate of Americans. It comes, and it's for that reason because I think comedy is at its best when it's grounded in reality. So... Most of reality when it comes to is relationships. That's that, that yeah. that's what we like to watch. So it just it just works so well. But I was seeing an interview with Brett Goldstein the other night and really good point he made when he was asked about you know how he writes. And he said one of the things he's learned heavily over the last few years is and he uses the word intentionality. And he's like, I don't know if it's a real word, he said, but he said everything you have on that page is there for a reason. And and I think sometimes, I think what he's trying to say is sometimes, especially in British sitcoms, they just have a crazy character who just comes in and out every now and again and can be funny and has funny moments. Yeah. With Brett Goldstein, they said, I wanted, to, I, I didn't want that. I wanted the story to be funny. And it, what's on the script, what he's trying to do and say, that's funny. Not just someone coming in and doing a bit of a yeah. turn every now and again, and you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Like you have that crazy neighbour who comes in and just it's, it has no part of the plot. It doesn't drive the story or do anything. But it's just a funny moment. He's saying no, what he wants, everything is going somewhere. And I think when it's grounded in that love story, that heartfelt, touching moments, I think it really works really well. What I've heard him say as well is that. He doesn't really like dramas where there's no comedy at all. Because, because it's it, not real. It's not real. And I think the prime example, and I can't remember whether I was listening to him talk about this or this just from another podcast, but they were talking about Succession and with the funeral. Um, spoilers, there's a funeral in Succession. The, the three of them are making jokes. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's exactly 
what well, kind of happens. It's like it's like Ricky. Uh, have you ever heard Ricky Gervais talk about his when his uh, I can't remember who is that guy. He's at the funeral. The uncle turns up, and his brother says to the guy, "He goes, is it worth you going home?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's that sort of comedy, which especially I think us being scousers, definitely because we make comedy out of the worst. It's how things. it's how we make life bearable. Like, come on, I've, I've mentioned, you know, my dad passed away. I've mentioned on the other episode, but I keep making a joke and work when my boss has said something. It's like, oh yeah, my dad died, and it's become a joke. And it, it's just how we deal with stuff. He's yeah. like, oh, you haven't done that. He's like, well, what do you mean? My dad's died. And it's just become, it's become <laughs> a running. And not just me, the whole team is saying it now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it shouldn't be yeah. funny. But God, it's hilarious because it's it's real. It, it It's just. There's humour everywhere, isn't it? Oh, I think if, you, if you're writing something with, without dropping a line in or without dropping a reference in that makes someone smile or whatever, like you say, it's not. It's it's like the, the whole thing in in shows where people call, always call each other by the names that no one does that in mm. in real life, yeah. do they? You just say hi, your mate, or you say hello, or whatever. And I think it's exactly the same with this. That you will always find something funny, no matter what mm. the topic is. And I, I think as well as when it comes to comedy, nothing should be off topic to be funny. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, we've had this conversation before. A funny and offensive, there is a line, but I think. There's nothing off topic that can be funny. It's all to do with what's the target of the joke. Yeah, and the yeah. target, like you, if you say with your dad, the target of the joke is is you. Yeah, you are you are using that as an yeah. excuse when you've done something wrong or you don't want to do something to go. Oh, oh my or in my case, not done something. <laughs> you're not done something. <laughs> your dad's that. You're the but you're the yeah, butt of yeah. the joke, you know. And it's not it's not it's not to make anyone else around you uncomfortable because they know the joke. I just think Ted Lasso. It has got... Now I've gone back and I'm watching Cheers again. It has got... I see, I see a lot more of where they get the influence from, especially from Cheers. Because it doesn't... And Frasier's exactly the same. There's not a wasted line or beat in that script. And that, again, is the intentionality. Everything's there for a point and a purpose. There's, there's no there's no wasting space or time or a moment. It's just bang, bang, bang. bang. And Keep moving. lovable characters. Yeah. You know, even characters that you don't like and then you soon love. Because Frasier, come, come back to Frasier, sorry. Frasier, when he comes into Cheers, is dead pompous. And, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Who is this guy? Because, you know, you, you've, you've grown accustomed to Norman Cliff and everything. And obviously, by the end, he's one of the, the best characters in it and got his own show. And it's the same with, with these shows. But I'd like to see I'd like to see a, a Super Bob sequel, maybe. It would be now, inter- you know, now interesting now if he goes yeah. back and, and sort of, is he still oh. in Colombia for a start? Yeah, he's, got, <laughs> he's got the clout to do it, surely. <laughs> I think it would be quite interesting. Right then, so to our listener who listened to episode one, Box Set 3 last week, they, you will know that we jibbed off the mystery box. The mystery box has been... Taken to the tip. Yeah, we took it, we took it to the tip. No more, it's packed yeah. away. Um, and what we've replaced it with is a quick fire round. Now, Kenny gave me a bit of feedback the other day about the last episode. He said it lacked a bit of drama, a quick fire round. And I was like, oh, all right. It's because he's young and he's into it. They, yeah. they need the drama, don't they? I was like, oh, kids. So <laughs> I've gone away and to, to give us a bit of drama, Dave, I've created some music for it. So, Dave, this is your quick fire round. Kenny, can you get in the lights? Thank you very much. 
Yeah, now, <clears throat> right, Dave, I've got five questions. I must take your first answer. You have two seconds to answer. <clears throat> I'm nervous now. You're making me nervous. <laughs> Is he a plastic, don't they? No, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, hang on, no coffin, like, there's only few ones to be really you I know. get told I look like him. <laughs> okay, question one. What superpower would you like? Invisibility. Which superpower would you most likely get? <laughs> um, tiredness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, choose one, Ted Lasso or Shrinking. Ouch. I'm going to say Ted because it's finished. What would you bring to the Diamond Dogs? Me personally? Yeah, what would you bring to the Diamond Dogs? I've been married for 20 years, so I think I'd be like Higgins. Got that that advice. Okay, that's good. You might feel Especially over flat pack furniture as well. (laughs) Okay, last question. You are a contestant on ITV's Blockbuster. Which letter do you ask Bob Holmes for? Well, you've got to say, give us a P. Yes! <laughs> it's a P, PBs, Bob. I can't even say it. I messed it up. I messed me up. <laughs> oh, right, moving on. Was that, was that more dramatic for you, Kenny? I hope so. Did you like the music? Can we put the lights back on? I can't oh, see yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lights back on. Thank you, Kenny. He's a good lad. Right, okay, so back to the serious stuff. Super Bob, where can the listener watch it? So you can watch it if you're an Amazon Prime customer. I will warn you though, it's on that free view as a call. So it free comes, view, free view. Oh, it's a bit weird. It's yeah. There's adverts on it, and they don't. They're just timed. I'd say every twenty minutes, so it can literally yeah. be right in the middle of a scene, and an advert just jumps in. But what I've noticed when I watched it the other day. All the adverts for, for their own shows, it's like they've got no one to advertise on it. There's, I think there was a Daiko advert right at the end. It was like they've got no adverts to show. Yeah. It's I a think, bit weird. So if, if you want, you can pay for it. You can watch it on YouTube and you can watch it on Google if you want to pay. But if you're already an existing Amazon customer, watch it on there. Just be aware of that. To be honest, it's quite nice sometimes having an advert. Yeah. I know it's really odd. Yeah. But even bit... when I'm watching a recording on Sky and the advert comes on, even though I know I can fast forward, you sometimes I think I'll nip the loo and then I'll come back. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what you <laughs> Go and get a drink. That's what it was for. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's really weird about the freebie? I don't know if you you know about it. Is originally it was, re- it was branded as IMDb TV because Amazon own IMDb, don't they? Right. So it was there branching out into TV. And for some reason, he'd launched it as IMDb TV. And he had a couple of TV shows. Bosch Legacy is one of the, the big ones they've got on there. Um, and for some reason, he just rebranded it as Freevee. And I'm like, well, IMDb was a brand, so I get that. Why rebrand it to a completely... Just just be Amazon, just be Prime. I don't, I don't yeah. understand what they're doing with it. It's confusing me. Anyway, so, as always, we get to the point of the show is, if you like Super Bob, what else would you like? I'm going to go first. Um, the first theme I went with... British rom-coms, we love a rom-com, and we do love a British rom-com. There's something quintessentially British about a British rom-com. So, and I've already mentioned it, could have picked any of the Hugh Grant ones, but I'm going to go with about, about a boy. I, I just I just love it. I think it's one of Hugh Grant's best I ones. Nicholas Holt, isn't that? God, he's him. just a kid, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is only a kid, yeah. And now he's like... A big, multi-worldwide superstar. 
Yeah, did you see the roles he missed out on them recently? No. So he was meant to be in um, Batman, but Robert Pattinson got it. He was meant to be in Mission Impossible, the last one, but he had to drop out because of a scheduling thing and because I think COVID hit it. And then he was up for Superman. Interesting. Yeah, a really good actor, but in that he's like, he's just a kid. Oh, he's brilliant, isn't he? Um, What else? I love Yesterday. Is that... Why would happen Yesterday? Oh, it is dad a, joke. I know, dad joke. <laughs> Alert. We should, have, we should have a klaxon whenever we make a dad joke or something. Yeah, yesterday, I think it's a great, it's just a great idea of what would happen if it, the world all forgot Beatles. Songs. It's still just that moment where Ed Sheeran's, let's write a song, and he comes back and does Long and Wind Road, and Ed Sheeran's yeah. like, oh, just what's the point? <laughs> so I think it's a great. I like the line, does he? I can't remember if he's looking at the charts or something, and there's no oasis, and he goes, ah, oh, figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, also, last Christmas, the one of Amelia Clark. I haven't seen it's that. It's okay. It's is this with the Wamp songs? Yes, it is. It's it's quite good film to watch. I I like Amelia Clark. I think she's great. Um, Brassed off. That's a great film. Pulled pulled that one out the back for a while. And there's a little link to Catherine Tate because she's in this one. James McAvoy film called Starter for Ten. I love that, yeah. It's a great film. But it's a, that's a little forgotten about film, but I love that university one. University challenge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he comes from quite a way, comes back around, and he wants to go to university and prove himself. So loads of British, like, really big British yeah. actors, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a good film. Yeah. Um, the other theme that I went with, because obviously Super Bob is a superhero film, is I picked out some non-Marvel and DC superhero TV and films. Um, I went with, and we did mention it last week, the first series of Heroes, I think, was just brilliant. And we again, we mentioned it before, it got absolutely... It never recovered from the original writer's strike, if you don't no. because they cut... I think it was the second or third series, they had to cut it and... It's the third, it's just awful. Yeah, really. it just never recovered, and it was a shame, because up until that point, it was really good. The third series is probably one of the best yeah. series of anything. It's absolutely it? fantastic. I've also got the Umbrella Academy. I just, I haven't seen that, you know. Oh, I think it's absolutely. Is that coming up to its last season? Yeah, I think the four final series are due this year. Really, really good. Netflix have absolutely played the blinder on that one. The other one that I'm going to mention is both the TV and the film version of The Watchmen, which is an Alan Moore comic. The film thing is about 2014. Great film. Very absolutely bang on to the comic book. The comic book is fantastic. The TV series went a slightly different route, but phenomenal, and yet not been renewed for another season. It's it's amazing. So it's it's Damon Lindelof that oh. wrote the Watchmen series. From what I've read, he's not that keen really? on coming back. He thinks he's done, but he wrote Lost and The Leftovers, and that's I, why it's I, such a good show. Oh, it's so I can't believe because it just there was more there. I, like you, there was so many questions that were left, were left unanswered. I, I don't know why they did that. Anyway, where else go? Now it's another Alan Moore. Alan Moore is a famous British comic writer. He did. Um, he's also done Viva Vendetta, which is an okay film, but he did The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and the film with Sean Connery, which is not a brilliant film, but I love it. That's controversial. Only because I agree with you, but loads of people love Viva Vendetta. I would choose. But I'm on your side. League of Extraordinary, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> Sean Connery is outstanding. That's his last film. I don't know. Probably was, you know. Right, yeah, nearer thereabouts. Mm. I just think he's he's just 
he just blows it out the water now and I think it's it's a it's a crazy story anyway and you know the comic's brilliant yes Viva Vendetta is a great film Natalie Portman it is isn't it just quite nearly rolled yeah. for him there you go film me personally I'd go for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen that's, a, that's just me and it's my list so go away uh, Kick-Ass <laughs> yeah eat shit <laughs> uh, Kick-Ass oh, I love Kick-Ass Kick-Ass is good Mark Strong yes yeah Yeah. also The Incredibles oh that's probably it's probably it's the best Fantastic Four film yeah I'm because no, I don't think yeah. Marvel's going to ever be yeah. able to be no, I, think I, I think they'll certainly do a good job and they'll have a great stab at it but The Incredibles is the best family it's brilliant superhero movie that's a great thing and of Good course choice, that. directed by what's his name who went and did Bad Bird yes yeah. who we've covered in Iron Giants yeah. yes so I've gone with because Super Bob is a mockumentary I've gone with some recommendations Spinal Tap yeah I think that was like kind of the godfather isn't it yeah. of all mockumentaries the Office, but I've gone with the British version. Oh, You're going to pick the Office. All day long, yeah. US version. Modern Family. Yes. Watching that, you're watching that all again at the minute, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm up to season 10. Absolutely loved it. I think there's 11. Is the 11. Yeah, yeah, love it. Love I love it. Modern Family. I think it's absolutely genius. I've gone with one I don't think you've ever watched, Reno 911. No. It's it's amazing. And they, they brought it back for a new series, but what they've done is it's just really, really short episodes. Okay. I think they're only like five minutes long or something like that. Because it was the one of the girls from Bridesmaid was in it. That's where we last had a conversation about it's it, wasn't the, it? Yeah, she's the mum in the Goldbergs. Yeah, that's um, right. It's Thomas Lennon's like the main star. And you know what you'll know him from? Do you remember the episode where of friends in Vegas and Joey finds the matching hand yes guy. that's Thomas Lennon was it a hand twin his hand twin his yeah hand he's, twin. to be honest he's in loads of stuff and he's he's an absolute genius but Reno 911 is so funny The movie, there was a movie I think it's really hard to get over here though isn't it it's on at Comedy Central Comedy Central yeah okay I'll take that out and I've gone with Best in Show oh, well because that's the same guy as you did Spinal Tap. Yeah, you can't, you can't talk about mockumentaries oh, without mentioning that. Where he goes, where he's like, oh, I can't dance. I've got two left feet. <laughs> no, literally, I have two left feet. And it cuts down. It was just, I remember saying, it going, oh my God, that just blew me mind. The, the, there's way more, but I'm, I'm, I've just picked them ones out, those five. Great choices. Then I've gone with, as Bob is, reluctant heroes. So I've gone with Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Never seen it. Jesus Christ. Kate Russell in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen That's that. That's a great film. Uh, yeah. Frodo in the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, him and Sam are reluctant heroes, really. Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. You know, okay. he, he, he comes back, doesn't he? And then John McClane in Die Hard. Of course. Well, there we go. That was Dave's choice of Super Bob. Watch it if you can. This was a Watch It If You Can production, executive produced by Kenny, our Val's lad, on work experience. Don't forget to follow, rate and share from wherever you get your podcast from. <laughs>